Tobor is robot spelled backwards. Tobor, the telesonic robot from Shopper. Wonder Woman, starring Linda Carter, and Incredible Hulk, starring Bill Bixby, will return at their regular times next Friday evening on most of these stations. It's the opening weekend holiday special featuring Beatrice Arthur, Harrison Ford, Geppetto, Jacob Joseph, Gilad, Jason O'Connell, Al Pacino, R2-D2, Art Carney, Ron Perlman as the Sayer of the Flaw, Nick Nolte, Mark Hamill, Tote, Peter Mayhew, Fred Berman, Adam the Ardwolf, Eustace Be Alive, Sheila, Eustace Be a Warden, Carrie Fisher, Eustace Be on the Phone, Diane Carroll, Jefferson Starship, Smidgen, Jack Nicholson, Gene Shalit, Anthony Daniels, and Dan Matisa as Tobor. Coming soon. This summer. At theaters everywhere. Opening weekend. Rated R. Oh, welcome, welcome, welcome to the opening weekend holiday party. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's episode 30 and we're feeling naughty. I got a drink in my hand. Been drinking since 45 minutes ago. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hey, hey happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. It is true. The opening weekend holiday party. I am Jason O'Connell, and I am once again joined by my dear, dear friends, Fred Berman and Dan Matisse. And yes, it is the 30th episode of opening weekend, uh, which coincides with the uh, with the end of year holidays. So we thought we would just just throw it all up in the air, out the window, against the wall, see what sticks. Oh, there we are. There, there we have it. Um, yeah, we're just going to have a very loose, freewheeling fun episode we are also going to uh give out some end of the year awards of our own creation to each other in the podcast oh uh they are the golden <laughs> sheila awards we have a smattering of categories where we will we will wax nostalgic about our podcast about nostalgia uh <laughs> later in the episode and uh give out wow. some yeah some end Very of the meta. year awards but uh yeah, I know. Well, that's this will yeah, be good for me here. because when I win, it'll be good. Pra- it'll be good practice for me because when I win the 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 Casty Award or the Potty Award or whatever <laughs> the Oscar of podcasting is, the talkie. And I, this will be good practice for me when I win that. <laughs> and will I thank you? That'll be the question. No, the answer is no. Uh, last week we had uh, our our longest episode yet, a massive superhero movie retrospective this week we're loosening up lightening up and we are not even watching a goddamn movie no (laughs) this week we watched the star wars holiday special uh a piece of television history that aired once and only once on i believe november 17th 1978 and Fred oh. mentioned it last week because we were in the year 1978 for our Superman episode and that just <laughs> I, I, I think I said I think my exact words were at that time you were like where were you doing in 1978 and I said I was high on the Star Wars holiday special what I yes. should have said was what the hell were the creators of the Star Wars holiday special high on when they made the Star Wars <laughs> oh holiday my God. special introducing Chewbacca's family his wife, Mala, 
His father, Itchy. His son, Lumpy. Oh, yeah. my God. Well. Wow. Wow. It's a variety special. It's like a. Right. It's an excuse to have a variety show, right? Yeah. Do you remember yeah. other other things like this at the time? Like, were there other oh, yeah. things? There was like, yeah, there were like the Donnie and Marie, Osmond, you know, they always had their yes. shows. Bob Hope would have his Christmas special. Oh, a lot of yeah. celebrities would have their Christmas special or their holiday thing. And it would be like, and here's Lola Falana. And here's, you know, whatever. And just somebody <laughs> comes out, sings a song. What other, the, but what the, other good holiday specials were there? The You had the rank, you I had mean, your Rankin and Bass. What's your favorite of the Rankin and Bass? They always freaked me out. I was never into them. I know it's sacrilege to say that. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I was never uh, into them. They never really? did anything for me. I loved Rudolph. I loved uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. I like that. I'll tell you what excited me the most and what excited me immediately when this started was the uh, the CBS special spinning. Yeah, that's sexy as When fun. that happened as a kid. Yeah, because that usually meant something... <laughs> That meant Charlie Brown was coming on. Yeah. That meant the yes, Grinch was right. coming yes. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It meant a holiday was coming. <laughs> you know, it usually meant something. It just had, it had wider ramifications. It meant, it meant you were going to get some time off of school soon. It just meant a lot of things. And this was the best. It was I, a signal. I mean, I mentioned this last week, but it was so funny rewatching this again. I mean, I remember watching it. I remember being in our kitchen watching it. And I remember, I remember the, the opening. And I remember that it took place on Chewbacca's planet. And I remember. Kashyyyk. Do they say Kashyyyk on this? I think, I think they, they do, do, actually. Do they say And I remember point? Han Solo throwing the stormtrooper off, <gasps> you know, when, when the stormtrooper flies off the, the treehouse. Right. So now, and that happens. You, you mean you the know, cold-blooded good, murder during a holiday yes. special? That, uh, well, well, there's <laughs> the a lot of strange. The special? Yeah. There's a lot. Speaking of climaxes, let, we'll, we'll oh. talk about uh, Grandpa Itchy's climax. Sweet yeah. Grandpa Itchy. There's a lot of questionable oh, things for a holiday itchy. special. But like, that, so that happened, that happened a good hour into the special, hour 20. So I remember that. So I remember these specific moments that had to do with what, like I said, what my childhood mind wanted to remember. I don't remember anything else. And we talked about this, like, I, I don't think any of us had seen it in a long time. And then you showed up one day and <laughs> I think, Jason, you had it, right? Or I was it, it, was it Brian the, Costello? No, I had it. I got the um, the bootleg from uh, Midtown Comics. I got it oh from Midtown Comics. Was that the and moment it, you came into our lives? Were you like, hi, I'm Jason. Would you like to be my friend? Also, I have this VHS. No. Was it at that moment? No, it was after that. Oh, thank this God. was after okay. college. You said it's pretty lengthy, and my mind was going, "No, it's like thirty minutes long." Yeah, no, it's and short. It's, right. it's close to two hours long. Yeah, and so half of I it's a Boba Fett cartoon. It is a full two hour, like with commercials. It was the full two hours, right? It preempted Wonder Woman and Hulk. Unbelievable! And it is insane because it's very thin, right? The premise. Get Chewbacca home for life day. It's this, you know, this made up holiday. <laughs> That's the understatement it's, of the year. Well, no, I mean, <laughs> they stop the plot to watch TV. That's well. That's four I think times. It, oh, I write, four no more times. than four, eight or ten times. And I thought I watched it t- this morning, and I wasn't drinking yet. And I actually thought I was like, I can't believe I'm t- I'm trying you to take a serious been. note about this. I I wrote, you know, if I want to be really generous, 
we could say that since the whole thing takes place inside this fucking weird house, like this weird, like with the, the mom making like, you know, her hairy paws on a turkey breast or whatever. And like there's the grandpa in the recliner and the kid, like sometimes it looks like, it looks like sci-fi and sometimes it looks like the Flintstones, their house. There's like this, that weird stove in the middle that looks like yeah. Bonnie. It's very weird. And I, whatever. I was like, since it all takes place in basically their den, is this like some comment on suburbia and how everything is television, television, television? Because all they do, <laughs> all wow. they do, you're sitting there for two hours watching a television show about a, a family that cannot communicate with you. Television. Because they don't speak not just English, any language known to man, and they just watch TV. It's 10 minutes long. It's the, I tell you, it's, it's the first 10 minutes. There is not one lick of English spoken. Yeah. And it's not even like there's, there's subtitles. No subtitles. Yeah. It's, I, I was watching it, right? And I asked my kids, because I've, I've told them about it. Oh, because originally for our holiday card, we were going to do a spoof of the, the Life Day picture. Yeah. And I was like, everyone put on a red robe. And oh, like, what the fuck are you talking that. about, Dad? Do so it. we didn't do it. But I kept telling them about it. And, I'm, and so I asked, I said, do you guys want to watch it with me? And they were like, no, no. So I'm watching it downstairs in the living room. And at one point, Ben comes down. He goes, what is all that weird crying noise that you're watching? And I'm like, no, no, no. That's, that's just Chewbacca's son. It's 10 minutes. Of just and you know and it dawned on me. I was thinking. I thought you know everyone loves Chewbacca. Everyone loves Chewbacca. He's always, he's everyone's like favorite character. Yeah, Chewbacca's great in small doses. If <laughs> like like having to listen to those noises for ten minutes straight is unbearable. If you turn the video off and just listen to the sound, you think it's Carrie Fisher. You really do. <laughs> oh no! You just think it's her. Asking for help. Now listen. To your to your point, Jason, I think you're giving them a lot of credit. I think well, I think that's exactly probably. what happened. I think I, I think they just had advertisers and, and it was like yeah. uh and they got writers who were like instead of doing an hour long or a half hour long script uh, like a a, a a plot about Star Wars, they were like, We need to yeah, emulate a variety special and Oof. Yeah, and they, they just let him go. Up, they called up Norman Lear and said, "Is B. Arthur off for Maud this week?" And they brought her in. They just bring. They just brought people I, in. I agree. I think it was like they had a half hour, and then advertisers started to throw money into it. They right. said, "Let's lengthen it." And then I think, akin to what you're saying, Dan, someone was running around the CBS backlots, being like, uh, "Oh, hey, Mr. Carney, hey, what do you do? Are you are you free now? Oh, shit, Harvey." Now I know one of the, the, the someone who wrote the music for it worked on the Carol Burnett show, so that's probably mm-hmm. how they got Harvey oh, Corman. Wow! But yeah, and I'm sure they're like, "Oh, B. Arthur, and, what are you doing?" And Bob Mackie did the clothes, and he always famously did all of Unbelievable Cher and, and when Carol I saw that name. Um, yeah, yeah. Wow, it's it's uh, it's crazy. I mean, we can just go. Th- I mean, every just from the opening. When they when they're doing the names and the, and Beatrice Arthur right from there. I mean, did you ever mm-hmm. think that that name in Star Wars would ever come together? But I will I tell had. you something right now, though. That scene in the Creature Cantina, I was actually like, 
oh, there's Hammerhead, there's Walrus Man, there's that thing that we only saw for half a second in the real movie. Oh, there's, you know, she's patting Hammerhead on the head. There's Greedo, who she calls like, you know, Lex or something no, like that. No, it's, uh, I wrote it down, yeah. Ludlow. 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 <laughs> yes. Ludlow, like, the Rodian cousin of Greedo. Yeah, Greedo yeah. is Ludlow. That's what I wrote here. Greedo is Ludlow. But that was such a cool way to see all of those creatures. I mean, clearly they called up the... Uh, the creature shop over at 20th Century Fox and said, hey, we need all the creatures back. Yeah. And you got and to Stan actually, Winston. Yeah, it's all Stan Winston. You got to get a better look at them, you know? So I say thank God for that B. Arthur scene because- Yeah, it, but then she goes into this whole like Kurt Vile song. It's very Kurt Vile. It's very Kurt Vile. Just one more chance, friend. Just one more chance, friend. I like how that how that scene at the cantina was something that the stormtroopers had to stop and watch. They were like, there was a transmission said, uh, please, all Imperial personnel, stop and watch this transmission about uh, about life on Tatooine and how, life how on depressing Tatooine. And, and vulgar it is or whatever. The following live broadcast is recommended by the Imperial Council in the belief that your commitment to remain upstanding citizens will be reinforced. It is required viewing for all members of the Imperial Forces. Time now for Life on Tatooine, brought to viewers everywhere in the hope that our own lives may be uplifted by the comparison and enriched with the gratitude of relief. And then it's like 45 minutes of, of the two oldest people working on CBS having like a, a oh. December, December romance <laughs> while pouring liquid in each other's head. Oh, my God. If, if for people oh. listening to this, if you don't know what this, let's give a little background on this. Okay. It's, yes, what, please can, can, can you give some background on this here, Jason? Oh. <laughs> Life day is Christmas, right? Oh, yes. Uh, yes, it's, the, it's their version. Yes, exactly. It's their version of, of Christmas or Thanksgiving. It was this was the week before Thanksgiving. This show aired, so I think they were being very vague about what mm. holiday it was supposed to, you know, um, replicate. Right. But yes, life. Okay. Day. They're trying to get Chewbacca home. Trying to get for Chewbacca it. home for the holiday, and 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 Harrison Ford. He makes a point of at one point saying like, "I've always gotten him back before." It's like like every year he's got to get home yeah. to like you know put on a red robe and carry he's an orb. Get- <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's like it's a real blockade to do it. Ridiculous. Yeah, just to go home every year. And that's it. You know, and it's cra- And then the, and, and then the first 10 to 15 minutes just take place introducing Chewbacca's family, right. his yeah. wife, Mala, his father, Itchy and his son, Lumpy. And, <laughs> and they just speak in in Wookiee ease. Those names have to come from Bruce Valanche. No, <laughs> that had to be Valanche's contribution. Maybe that, you know, that was what they called him, Lumpy, <laughs> and Itchy, depending on you know, depending on the day. So Mala, Chewbacca's wife, we know she's the woman <laughs> because <laughs> she's wearing an apron and lipstick. It's like I'm wow. surprised they didn't have curlers wow. in her hair too, or something. Oh um, yeah, she's wearing an apron, and it's the fact that she's wearing the apron is worse somehow, not just in terms of like gender role stuff, but because I was saying to my wife, I was like, what's weird is you never think about the fact that Chewbacca is naked at all times, that everybody, that all <laughs> Wookiees are naked. Right. You only think about it. <laughs> right. If a female Wookiee 
puts an apron on the front of her body and then turns around and has her hairy ass to the camera <laughs> six or seven times as she's preparing bantha meat. Um, I was like, what is happening? Bantha rum. Now all I can think about is that she's going bare ass. <sighs> she's also apparently Jewish because I don't know if you noticed. <laughs> I think Chewbacca, Chewbacca is Jewish because at one point when they're talking, you know, in Wookiee <laughs> and and Itchy and she's look, she's staring at the picture forlornly yes. of Chewbacca thinking, oh, when am I ever seeing him? And, and Itchy, <laughs> I just can't say that name with a straight face. Itchy, Chewbacca's father, goes up to her. And it's like, which is sort of, I guess, translated as like, what's wrong? And she goes, (laughs) which is like, oh, I miss Chewbacca. And then he sort of, he he does something that's being like, he'll he'll be home. He's always home. And she does this thing where she like, she flips her hands out. She's like, oh, I know, I know. She totally like, that was what I got from her sound. She she gives this very like, it was almost like Lainey Kazan was doing. Ah. That was the impression I got. She was originally cast in it. I don't know if you know, because she was the right type. I could have sworn I heard it to say new new there was something there was something very jewish about the way she responded well itchy was davening in the corner at one point i remember that (laughs) now look did george lucas have any any say anything or did he just sign a piece of paper and say here you go cbs no and here's the thing i I, because i was reading about this because you know he because they don't talk about it anymore. I wonder why. He famously why. wanted to destroy every episode, right? Every uh, copy of. They it. went to George Lucas. They said, "We want to do this," and they were like, <laughs> "Fine, go ahead. We don't have time for this because we're working on Empire. We're in the midst of that, and we're crazy. So you do it." But it was Lucas's idea to to keep it to be about Chewbacca's family, and apparently Bruce Valanche or one of the writers came wow. back and said. This is ridiculous. We can't do something that's all in Wookiee. Like, is there something else? And Lucas was like, no, it's uh, got to be. A-. That was the one thing he was insistent upon. As a kid, that's what I loved and remembered about it. I just thought, that, how cool is it? So he got that right, you know. And, and that's the weird thing about this whole thing. For kids, yes, how cool to, to go to Chewbacca's. Uh, you know, he lives in a tree house. How fucking awesome is that? Yeah. We get to see. And the- that's a Ralph McQuarrie painting. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to see all the cantina, but like everything yeah, else. But cool. then who thought, hey, let's make a holiday special for kids. But as you said, Jason, we'll get like the oldest character actors on TV. Yeah. We'll do a to virtual do like a- sex scene. That was. On television. <laughs> That was incredibly prescient. The the virtual reality glasses and saying, Diane Carroll, be, I'm your fantasy. Tell me what you want to do. I mean, it was prescient and totally Yikes. disturbing. It was like, what, how is this oh okay for any... Ch- how was any family not turning the channel at this point, if not Maybe earlier? they did. Maybe that's why I don't remember anything. Maybe, Maybe my parents like, oh, okay. No, I, I saw the whole goddamn thing. So <laughs> well, my grandparents... Art Carney pats him on the back and is like, have oh, fun, yeah. buddy. You're going to have a great oh, yeah. time. He says, Itchy, I know what you'd like. Ooh. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, oh yeah, it's, it's very like, oh, God, what is the phrase? Filthy? say... He says something. No, no, no. Art Carney goes, says it's a something. Wow, wow, wowza. He does. Yes. All right. Carney these are some of the said. things that Diane Carroll says to Itchy, the grandfather, in a children's holiday show. At God at the eight. Us. This is at eight thirty. This is like only thirty minutes into this primetime children's special. Oh, I feel my creation. Ooh, we are excited, aren't we? We can have a good time, can't we? I am your fantasy. Experience me. I am your pleasure. 
<laughs> What's even more disturbing is that since Art Carney watched it before, obviously Art Carney jerked off to this of he before he gave it to like, Itchy. Oh boy, this is a it's good like one. when a friend lends you a porn tape. <laughs> And you know, and you put the porn tape in, and it, if it starts in the middle, you're like, "Shit, that's the moment that my friend just ejaculated." Uh, oh god! <laughs> that's what Itchy was thinking when he watched this. He's like, "Ah, oh, fuck!" Art Carney came right at this moment. And the weird thing is, those are all lines from Bruce Bruce Valanche's autobiography. <laughs> all of those lines. Poor, poor Bruce Valanche, one of ten writers on this, but he's the only one we know. So. He's going to get all the blame. Yikes. Um, oh, there was wow. something I was going to say. There's no oh, way God. Lucas signed off on Itchy, Lumpy. <laughs> There's no way Lucas signed off on that. I, I I think, Fred, when you say, like, oh, well, why did he want it to be the Wookiee family? As you'll remember, the initial plan, and at this point, they're maybe, maybe they've started to film Empire, or maybe not quite yet, but they're certainly in pre-production if they're not already filming but the yeah. plan was for Return of the Jedi. Uh, it wasn't going to be an Ewok planet. It was going to be Chewbacca's planet. They were supposed to go to right. You're right. Kashyyyk. So right. if anything, it might have been a thing of like, oh, no, no, no. If you want to do it, do this. Set up these characters. Set up this world so it's a, a thing that we can reference later. You know what I mean? There might have been some sense of Yikes. we're going to go to this planet. You know, I, I bet that's why Ralph McQuarrie. You know, they might have had some of these design. They might have had designs and drawings already and been like, here, you can set it here. Well, Do something here. I hope that this day will always be a day of joy in which we can reconfirm our dedication and our courage and more than anything else, our love for one another. This is the promise of the tree of life. Carrie oh, Fisher. Oh, wow. Poor. How, how drunk and wasted. She's, when she stumbles she? around that, when she goes to talk to... Tamala on the monitor, and she kind of has a hard Holy time shit. getting yeah. around. She can't make it to the screen. I know it's so good. I mean, bad. Oh God! And then at the and end, when she sings that song, they make her fucking sing at the end. I have never heard a human say harmony. <laughs> she says harmo. She sings harmony. It's mo. It's harmony. A day of harmony. I've got a I got a hot take here. Give me a hot take. Hot take? Go ahead. Harrison Ford is good in it. He is good. <laughs> he's he, very he good. does his darndest. He really he's in it much more than I remember. Even from when we watched it at your house, Dan. I thought because you mm. know, Mark Hamill has that one little scene, Carrie Fisher sleeps her way through two bits and <laughs> and there's like seven or eight times we come back to Harrison Ford in that cockpit and then he comes in and has a scene with the whole goddamn family and stuff and I'm like he's acting his heart out now by the time of Return of the he Jedi is. he clearly is over with this part and doesn't like he's better in Star Wars Holiday Special than he is in 90% of Return <laughs> of the Jedi and that is a stone cold fact <laughs> Wow. wow. As soon wow. as he gets his sight back in Return of the Jedi, he is checked out. He's like, I'm a movie star now, Blade Runner, Indiana Jones. I'm fulfilling a contract. Yikes. Richard, Richard Marquand? Richard who now? He's just getting <laughs> fine. Well, Teddy he bears. because he wanted to die in Return of the I Jedi. I know he wanted ah. to die, but I think, but you know, he clearly didn't want to bring uh, Chewie home for life day either, but he, he sold that. <laughs> I really thought he was good. I was like, Am I crazy? When he picked up Lumpy at the end, did he call him <laughs> Sweetheart? He did. He called him Sweetheart. I love you, Sweetheart. Dirty Mortified? Sweetheart, that's okay. Oh, no. Everything's okay now. Here's your daddy. 
Yeah. And he gives and he yeah. gives like Chewy this big, big hug. It was I, I was lovely. It was like so affectionate. He was so affectionate with the whole family. And I was like, I just thought I was like, that's so interesting. He was he was really good. That is a hot take, though, that Ford was better in this than in Return of the Jedi. <laughs> I never thought I, it before. It's not something I was holding on to and waiting to unleash on the world. It's just something yikes. I thought this morning watching. I was like, he's quite good. Like, he has to say stuff like, Mala, don't worry. It's okay. You know, I'll get him back to you. And, you know, like, hey, itchy. How you doing, old itchy? Lumpy, you're getting big. Boy, what are they feeding you? And I'm like, he's talking like he's talking to human people in his life. And it is a, a far better thing that he is doing than anyone <laughs> could have expected that he has ever done. And that at least in Return of the Jedi. And it's better. I mean, He's he's a movie star there. I'm like that's why he's a movie star. Art Carney's better in this than he is in Harry and Tonto, and he won uh, the Oscar for that. <laughs> I will say, Art Carney is the other person. Art Carney and B. Arthur. I was like, they're good. They're good. They're very natural. They're doing their best. They're doing their. Yeah, they know what they're Harvey doing. Harvey Corman was not. It wasn't Ooh. his best day, but uh, but B. Arthur was fine. She was very B. Arthur-y, very funny, and and Art Carney was like God working it. He was really working. To sell this stuff. Now, the pro- the reason he had to work so hard is clearly every Imperial officer was played by a crew member that was handed wow. a costume. It did wow. not seem that like that guy actors. liked to snap a lot, right? <laughs> that was the, the snapper. Awful. Then there was the guy with the mustache who was clearly like somebody was sick and didn't show yeah. up. And because like, you know, when, when do you see an Imperial uh, officer with a mustache? This is clearly a guy who had been holding a boom mic. Death Squad commander <laughs> does not have a mustache. God damn it. Now, I love listen. how they got Art Carney to do his uh, his Ed Norton shtick just to introduce Jefferson Starship. Oh, oh my God. Mm-hmm. He did his whole thing with the stuff with his hands and, and the guy's like, yeah. come on. And the payoff was Jefferson Starship, um, but not even like the good version of Jefferson Starship. There was no Grace Slick. <laughs> they sounded Grace terrible. Slick. There's no Grace Slick, the greatest female rock no. voice in rock history. There's no Grace Slick. How do you not have Grace Slick in there? For God's <laughs> sakes, going one pill you're asking you these nervous. questions. That's her, right? Yes, that's yes. Yeah. And why? Because Grace Slick was given a script, and she was like, "Oh, I'm, I'm, I have a thing that day." She had a different drug to do that day than Carrie Fisher. Will you light the sky on fire? What was the thing about the diamonds? Are there diamonds in the sky? What was it? What was the lyric? Will you light the sky on fire? But then they said something about diamonds. It was the worst <laughs> thing ever. How many devices in this are TVs? Let's count them. One, there's the thing behind the wall. Two, there's the thing they watch Jefferson Starship on. Three, there's the thing they watch Diane Carroll on. Four, there's the upstairs mm-hmm. thing. Five, six, mm-hmm. there's at least two or three other things. There's seven things that are TVs so that we can watch the Chewbacca family watch TV. You count. You counted the one in the kitchen that she watches, right? Yeah, Harvey Corman, that yeah, one too. One. So there's eight. Yeah. There's eight things that are basically TVs. And we want most of this holiday special is watching the Chewbacca family watch television. Unbelievable. Here's the other fucked up thing. The best thing about it is the cartoon, right? So the kid's watching a cartoon and it's like, all right, this is the best thing about it. But it makes no sense. No sense. He's watching a cartoon about his father and his father's <laughs> friends. As that's not that's not the cartoon that just happens to come out. And he's reacting to it like it's happening in real time. Like he's watching footage of his father, you know, getting As in trouble with the Empire. And I'm like, insane. what is happening? Speaking of great commercials during this, you had a commercial at the end that was like, and a land speeder that looks as if it's floating. And the Death Star space station which was like, fuck you, all my friends who got that, because I never got that thing. I had, had the it. trash compactor in it. I God had it. Damn you, Berman. 
You had the little trash monster? I did. The whose name sea is monster. Um, what's it? Uh, uh, the, um, oh God. Lumpy? No, it's, it's, I'm looking at uh, Daroga, not Daroga. Um, Daroga is what I played in uh, Phantom of the Opera with you. Dianaga, the Dianaga. <laughs> I came with the Dianaga. That was my favorite. Yeah. That's and the had creature, all these right? Styrofoam that's that block. creature in little styrofoam. That's, that's the creature, yeah. the Dianaga. Yeah. Yeah, those yeah, those little that, foam man. bits that yes. were the trash inside that, the trash compactor, and you could yep, like bits turn it. And my friend Nick had that, and I was so goddamn jealous. I was like, "Why the hell did I not that get was, this?" To this day, one of the best oh presents I ever got. God. That was a yeah. that was a good was hundred dollar that I got for Christmas seventy yeah. nine. I remember that. That was the seventy nine was for oh. some reason was my year to get all the Star Wars stuff. I didn't get so much Dang. in seventy eight, and that's well, probably the only playset that I had X-wing. was the Death Star. Oh, X-Wing I did have earlier. X-Wing I had right after I saw the first movie. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. I still have my Lance Beater. I still have my my big Boba Fett, which is so funny, like watching that, you know, watching that cartoon and, you know, and it being all about Boba Fett. And that was the first introduction to Boba Fett. And then, you know, I don't want to do any spoilers, but what, you know, what's going on with the Mandalorian now. And it's, it's, you know, Boba's back, baby. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. Is does Nick Nolte survive through the second season? That's all I care about. Mm, he well, didn't he died it, in the first. He season. died in the no, first. God did damn it! I didn't see it all the way through. Oh, I thought you'd finish the first. I'm <laughs> no, sorry. No, I saw like five episodes. <laughs> I got bored with it. <laughs> sorry. As soon as they go to the planet of the Oops. of the the people with the baskets catching the blue shrimp, I was like, all right, I don't think I need to. Continue. That was a weird one. That was a hard yeah. one in the first yeah, season. I, I Wasn't that the Bryce Dallas that. Howard episode? That she directed. Uh, yeah, she's directed a lot of them. She directed a few, and the one she directed this season is great. Is I will right? say that. that this second it, season was really good. All right. It was I'll a good get back season. On board. And I'll the third episode on. was her. She directed the third episode of season two. And that's where it picked up for me in a big way. Like I, what I happens love in that, that third episode. episode. I don't want to say, I, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil it for people. And it's, it's a, it's well, the one where they're on that, they're on that ship. They're on that like fishing boat. I'll just say that. Oh, and they jumped the oh. shark. Wait, that's one that her father was involved with. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's maybe not a good enough description, but that's the, that. No, uh, I know really, what you're talking about. Yeah. They're on a fishing a boat. Come on. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, it's a great episode and a great, there's a lot of stuff with in this show. I can't get on board with it. Yeah, you can. I'm All telling right, you. I'll you get can. back on board with it. Listen, the, um, the, the, the other great commercial, so many great commercials during this, but the other great commercial, Tobor. This is Tobor. Tobor, the telesonic robot. Battery's not included. He's under your control. Tobor. Is robot spelled backwards? Tobor is robot spelled spelled backwards. Look, there's something in the, uh, should I open up the mail sack? Should I just take a moment to open the mail sack up? Do it. Do it. We got lots of mail. We got lots of mail. Any Sheila's to this? No, it's not a movie. It doesn't deserve a Sheila. Oh, I'll give it, I'll give it a solid eight Sheila's. Fuck that shit. (laughs) I'll give it a goddamn 8.5 because I'll tell you why. Number one, B. Arthur, bringing it. Number two, Art Carney. Bring Good to it. see him. Good to see him out there. Is he still with us, Art Carney? I don't think so. No. no. Is he still? No, that was that was 40 years ago. God. Look at him. Damn it. He's Isn't not still is Art with Carney us? still is he 125 now? Is he 700 no, years old? No, he's not. Well, he's a goddamn legend. I say yes. Three, that cartoon is, is fantastic, is. even though it made no sense. Why didn't Boba Fett just take Han Solo and Luke Skywalker when they were hanging upside down unconscious? Just take them away. Shoot everybody else and take them away. It makes no sense. What do you, how many Sheilas do you give it? 
I'm, I'm going to give it a one and a half. <laughs> one and a half Sheila's. No. I mean, uh, yeah. Come on, Carrie Fisher's wasted. Yes. You got to go up to like three or four. It's not even, it, it's hard it's to hard watch. to enjoy it. Yeah, it's hard to watch it. it it's and, really and hard to enjoy this. Even to get like, I mean, as a one-time thing or like with your friends, that was the thing. I was like, watching it alone is not a pleasant experience. <laughs> it's, it's a, it, you know, you have to, you have to grapple with your own mortality there's a lot that goes on for you when you sit and waste this many minutes of Listen. your own life over the holidays it's very depressing um right, yeah, go down to watch to it with you guys is much more fun you liked it that much fine eight. Oh, <laughs> are you up my ask for bringing it down or for being that high for being that high I think you're. I think you're that high to give it that high a score. You're about as high as the writers were when they. You're about as high as Carrie Fisher was when she walked onto the set that day. But not as high as Bruce Valanche. I think Bruce Valanche knew. I don't think he was high on anything. I knew. knew I think he knew exactly what he was doing. That guy's high on life. And he resemb. He His hair is exactly like Itchy's hair. So (laughs) for that reason, I will give it eight. He was the life model for the suits. My favorite part, and I remember when we talked about this in New Jersey when we watched it 20 goddamn years ago. I know what you're going to say. They they kill a stormtrooper, right? They kill a stormtrooper, and you figure, oh my, the repercussions of that, right? The Empire is going to come looking. So the Empire gets on the phone and says, we're missing a stormtrooper. Art Carney, fast thinking Art Carney, because he's a fucking, he's he's like a caveman. He's like, "Uh, yeah. he stole some food and he ran into the hills. He took off for the hills. <laughs> and that's what he goes, happened he to said, him. He, packed all, he took off for yeah, the hills. He said, I wrote it down. He goes, he packed a lot of food, robbed me blind, and he took off for the hills. And he took off he for the hills. He packed a lot of food. And they, and they the nod and say, lunch. hmm, sounds like T4731. <laughs> that seems very much like something T4731 would do. And I remember we were sitting in your house, Dan, and we were laughing, crying at that section at Art Carney's brilliant subterfuge and then we were imagining i remember i said something about <laughs> we're imagining what that scene would look like and i'm picturing like a stormtrooper up in the hills and stuff and you know <laughs> climbing through the tall grass <laughs> and, and the music this. is like bum, 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 bum. and he reaches into a sack and he pulls out a piece of cheese or something and he can't get it through the mask. Because this is back at the time when you never saw a stormtrooper. This is before John Boyega. I didn't know yeah, the mask could come robots. off. You thought they were all, yeah, you thought it wasn't right. possible. You didn't know they're humans. So it was like, you know, thinking he t- took all this food, went to the woods and was like, God damn it. I, I can't eat. I can't eat. What did I do? Why did I run for the hills? Anyway. Why are there hills on Kashyyyk? For the, everything's it's in all the trees. trees. It's in the goddamn redwoods. Where the, 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 up in the hills. <laughs> Uh, that's just the name of the town, the hills. Uh, it's uh, like Beverly Hills. It's um, uh, Beverly Sills, who's uh, our guest in next year's holiday special. He ran off with Beverly Sills. Let's go. Keep going, Art. We got we got three more advertisers. Keep it going. See Harry and Tonto in theaters Do, Am now. I wrong, or is Art Carney not wearing a an undershirt of any sort? It looks like he has like He's his, very sexy. It looks like he He's has like his sexy. shirt open down to his navel, and that's his bare yeah, chest. Is that what's happening? Yes. Or is there like a yes. flesh-toned t-shirt? He's Art Carney. He can do whatever I the just, fuck he wants. I kept thinking. I was watching. I was like, is that just his stomach? Are we just looking at his <laughs> chest and stomach? Is there a reason? Be yes. happy they didn't get Jackie Gleason, <laughs> but they went with Art Carney. Be happy they didn't get Vivian Vance. What's what's happening with your sack? Oh no no! There is one thing in the, in the mail sack. Let me open it up. Okay. Uh, 
Now, here's the thing. This is a post-dated letter from Sheila. Now, we all know she is alive and in perfect hibernation, a la Han Solo. (laughs) Right? She's alive and perfect. So she sent this to us early knowing that we were going to do the holiday special because we gotcha. Okay. Aww. So she says, so she says, dear fellas, I'm in perfect. I am in hibernation right now, but I remember the star Wars holiday special very fondly oh. from my youth. I remember the cartoon. I remember Han Solo throwing the guy off the thing and man, was it fun. But do you remember another holiday special from around this time? The star Trek holiday special. No. Do you remember when Leonard Nimoy performed a medley of both Jingle Bell Spock and Spockin' Around the Christmas Tree? (laughs) Do you recall (laughs) the Star Trek holiday special? DeForest Kelly doing Baby It's Bones outside. (laughs) Where he was just outside someone's house trying to get in. Shatner not to be outdone doing Kirk the Herald Angel sing. Do we recall <laughs> George Takei doing Sulu Claus is coming to town? Oh, no. As well as Nichelle Nichols doing Uhura did you, did you Know? Uhura <laughs> Did You Know? And then they all joined in with Jimmy Doohan to do I Saw Scotty Kissing Santa Claus. <laughs> not to be outdone. I would seen it. By the... By the, I wish I, I don't really remember this. Do you guys remember I'm not this special? At all. I remember the Hanukkah special where they went, oh, tribble, tribble, tribble. <laughs> um, was that the one? No? That's, that's the one I was missing. <laughs> that's what I was missing. Oh, tribble, I mean, tribble, that's tribble. the one I don't remember. <laughs> oh, tribble, tribble, tribble. They all joined in on that. Um, they did have several guest stars, says Sheila. Oh, wow. Do you remember? The cast of Webster coming in and doing Oh Come, Oh Come, Emmanuel Lewis. <laughs> Amazing, considering Webster hadn't even aired yet. Wasn't he wasn't on the air, on the air, air yet. Yet. How that? He was probably a baby. He was and like they the did Christ have child. yourself a very little Christmas because oh. he was very little. He was, he was like the Christ child. And they did have yourself a very little Christmas. A very little uh, Christmas. Oh, the whole cast got together with... Uh, Pat Harrington, Schneider from One Day at a Time. <laughs> yes. And Mary Lou Henner and Ricardo Montalban. Wow. What a guest list. They wow. did uh, God Rest You, Mary Romulans. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And a medley with, with, in a medley with Klingon Merrily on High. <laughs> Who knew? Uh, Klingon Merrily on They did high. Away this in a good, Phaser Dan. and Oh Come All You Photons. Oh, Jesus <laughs> And then, and then they left. They all left, and Montalban by himself did good con Wenceslas. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well played, well played. Wow! I thanks for the bringing back those memories, Sheila. Do you I don't remember remember that. that Sheila's saying, "Do you remember that special?" I I missed it. I think I was still passed out from watching the Star Wars holiday special. I don't recall it, but I wish I did. Maybe we can find it somewhere. We also got some, we got some feedback, right, on our superhero episode. Yeah, yeah, we got some feedback from the uh, the old superhero episode. No, I gotta say that was a good episode. 
That was a good one. If you haven't listened, go back. It was the last episode, episode 29. Alan Weaver, who's who's listened to the show a couple times, um, and he says it's not necessarily in order, but these are his top 10. Uh, so starting from 10 going down to 1, he had a tie between Avengers Infinity War and Endgame, uh, Man of Steel, Big Hero 6. I've never seen Big Hero never 6, seen it. no. Okay, um, and then let's see, then he had Captain America Winter Soldier, then he had uh, Black Panther, then The Incredibles, Batman Begins, Iron mm-hmm. Man, Unbreakable, mm-hmm. and then number one was Superman. But yes. he, he had a really, mm. uh, he had a great story because he said, I'm 30 minutes in so far, and I'm at the point where you're talking about the hard sell of no one knowing Clark is Superman because he wears glasses. And I used to think that too and question it until it happened to me. Interestingly, when I used to work at Macy's, I was always in a suit and glasses. Then after about a year, we did an employee fashion show for the spring line of clothes. I was dressed in upscale urban wear and did not wear my glasses. And my coworkers who were watching had no idea who I was. So, uh, yeah, he he had a, a Clark Kent Superman moment of his own in real life. Amazing. I think that's great. Ah, uh, sweet Vinnie Penna. I've done he's a lot a class, of... He's a class A... Nerd, and I mean that in the best way. Oh, he absolutely is. He, He's introduced he knows- me to so much stuff. He overlaps with me seven times out of ten. Wow. <sighs> His number ten is Guardians of the Galaxy, the original Guardians of the Galaxy. His number nine is Wonder Woman. Uh, he says Gal Gadot embodies the character as much as Reeve does Superman and is just as iconic, in his opinion. Agreed. She's wonderful. Thuless, you get Thuless. Yeah, you do. Um, <laughs> number eight, he's got Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Uh, seven is Spider-Man 2, his favorite Spidey flick. Number six is X2, X-Men United, for the Oval Office scene alone. Uh, number five is The Incredibles. Uh, he says, I have said since time immemorial that we don't need a Fantastic Four movie because we have The Incredibles. Number four is Superman. Number three, The Dark Knight, my favorite Joker bar none. The film is very intelligent and philosophical, proves that the genre can tell stories of a literary caliber and still be entertaining as hell. Uh, number two, Avengers Endgame. Every time I see this, uh, it never feels three hours plus long to me and I experience mm. every emotion I possess and number one for him is the Avengers the original Avengers this is the movie I wish I could go back in time to show my 12 year old self there is no wow. way he would have believed this without seeing it I saw it when I was 40 and I still can't believe they did it can I ask a question yes is is, is is did I miss it is Infinity War on his list no it's not oh that see that's interesting to me it wasn't on my list either to me, it was kind of an either-or between that and Endgame, and Endgame just was so fulfilling um, huh. and, sticking, and sticking the second half of that two-part landing. That, uh, that That's what I used. Uh, See, I think Infinity War is kind of the Empire Strikes Back of that whole thing. It absolutely too, is, yeah. and people really... Yeah, but you know what? It is, absolutely. But as opposed to being like a Return of the Jedi, Avengers Endgame actually sticks the landing. We got a list from Damon and his son, Beckett, who I Yay. believe is 15. So I thought that was interesting. Mm. But he, but Damon had a few that we had, but he had a few interesting ones as well. He said, I know my number 10 is a nostalgia choice. I know it's not great, but I love it. I've seen it more times than any other movie on my list. His number 10 is Flash Gordon. Oh, ah. good, good, ah. good. He also mentions later that, in, in a way, he would also put Highlander on the list, too. Ooh. But again, mostly just because of the Queen soundtrack. 
Uh, but he had his number nine. He had Captain America, the first Avenger. Um, he, he's got Thor Ragnarok on there. He's got the first Guardians, Wonder Woman, the Dark Knight, Black Panther. His number three, he's got Joker on there. The no. Number two is Infinity War. And number one, another one that I debated putting on my list is Deadpool. Number oh, one is Deadpool. Deadpool. Number one. He, and he said he sort of gravitates towards towards the funnier superhero movies, but yeah. I think both the Deadpool movies are a blast. I, I, I prefer the second hell one. Hell of a lot of fun. But then his son, Beckett, who's 15, he had number 10, Infinity War, 9, Batman Begins, 8, Dark Knight Rises, 7, mm. Thor Ragnarok. That seems to be the movie that's like on everyone's list. Yes. Uh, 6, Spider-Man Far From Home, 5, Wonder Woman, 4, Civil War, 3, The Dark Knight, Two, it's a tie between Endgame and Black Panther, and number one, uh, Into the Spider Verse. Although <gasps> his cool. son uh, Damon said that that it's it might be his number one because that was that might have been his first date ever that he went on to see Spider Verse. Oh. That's a damn good movie too, though. That's a good movie. That's it's a good, good list. Yeah. Movie. It's a good date movie. Yep. too. And uh, if if anyone cares, my kids yeah. gave me a list. Izzy's. She's very Number smart. We, we just did the top five, okay? Five, Spider-Man Far From Home. Right. Four, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Three, Endgame. Two, The Incredibles. And number one, Ant-Man. <gasps> loves Ant-Man. Ant loves Ant-Man. I think Kate... Kate would say... My wife, I think, would say it's her favorite MCU movie. Isn't yeah, it? it's a great one. Let's see. Ben, my son, his number five was Captain America, the first Avenger. Number four was The Incredibles 2. Hmm. Number three was into the. Yeah, it's great. Number three is into the Spider Verse. Number two, Civil War. Number one is Endgame. Mm, Very good lists. And I can't. I don't know what I did with Kate's list. She was, but I know Captain America: The First Avenger. I think that might be your number one, followed by Endgame. She loves Ragnarok. I mean, she she loves Mm. them all. So yeah, we got uh, we got some good ones. We got some good ones. I got some smart kids. Big Knight is on Kate's list that I know because she's a because ta- she's a paisana, huh? This isn't a superhero movie. This isn't oh, their favorite movie. I got all confused. Time. I got confused. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Great movie. That movie that just made me hungry thinking about that movie. Oh, oh this is a good hungry one. for yeah. action. The that kids can't. like that Spider Verse thing, huh? It's a great movie, Dan. Have the you kids seen it? Like- yes, I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. But the children enjoy it. I'm surprised yeah. that two Why of the kids have Far From Home on the list, but not Homecoming. I think Homecoming's. Oh no! I'm why. sorry. Uh, oh wait, did they both have Far From? Oh yeah, no. Izzy loves Far From Home. She like, and I it, asked her about that. I said, "You mean Homecoming?" She goes, "No, Far From Home." Yeah, I, I really like Far From Home, but I don't think it compares really. But uh, mm-hmm. but also Damon's son had, I think, had it on his list. Far From Home. Yeah, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should we move to uh, the big golden Sheila's? Yes. I, how drunk are we? How are we doing? Anybody need a refill on anything? Everybody feeling good? I'm you good. Warm and yeah. Buzzy. Salute. Buzzy? Salute. Ah, salute. I'm, I'm, I'm out. I, this is all the wine we had left. It wasn't, it's not really enough to do what I needed to do. Uh, yes. Time for the golden Sheila awards. Yay. We're celebrating Yay. our first 30 episodes and we've got a, you know, we got a bunch of different categories here. I'm going to I'm going to get a little deep here. I'm going to get a little deep and sincere. Please do. But the funny thing is 
had this whole fucking mess of a pandemic happen, wouldn't be doing this, this never, we get to hang out every single week for the last 30 weeks. We see, we see fantastic. each other more now than we, we would under normal circumstances. Certainly you, Dan, living in, uh, yeah. in, in the state you live in. I know you don't. And by that, you mean a state of disrepair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he, Dan's afraid people are going to track him down and like fans are going to show up. And- I live, I've said it on the podcast before that I live in Illinois. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, it, <laughs> It has been. No, see, I can't shift to sincere now. I, I mean, but it's true. It is really. So don't shift to sincere. It, shift to shallot. Yes. Oh. Look at that. Even in a, a, the, this shapeless, formless episode, Fred is still segueing like a master. Like a boss. By the way, people, if this is your oh, first episode, yeah, we feel oh, sorry for you. <laughs> go back. Normally, there's a normally there's more of a shape. Yes, there's a, yes. Although this is, still, we are kind of, you know, we went from a, a, a review to the mailbag to now we're to now nonsense. <laughs> yeah, and and it devolves into some sort of nonsense. Yes. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. The Golden Shield Awards. What do we think? You know, we've been very lucky uh, to get access to so so many recordings. Of the great Gene Shalit's, uh, like behind the scenes, surreptitious recordings of Gene Shalit crafting his reviews, waking up in a pool of his own sweat and mumbling <laughs> his reviews to co-workers. But uh, yeah, the the first Golden Sheila that we will uh, we will give out is for the best Shalit review. He's had some unique ones. So what do we think? What is our best? What's our our nominees for the best Gene Shalit review? Well, well I'll tell you. My favorite, I think, and I think this was his first. Oh. I'll always remember his 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 wonderful and deep dive into follow that bird. <gasps> that's Fred, or you follow that turd. Mine. No, it was no, you didn't steal that it. turd. We all have it. That's follow that bird is my winner as well. It's my winner <laughs> too. Swallow that yes. turd. Was it swallow or follow? Swallow. Swallow. <laughs> swallow that turd. <laughs> That's amazing. Follow that bird, more like swallow that turd, which is what the filmmakers. <laughs> which is what the filmmakers are asking you to do when they suggest that an eight foot bird can speak English and travel cross country. Fuck you, Hollywood bigwigs, and your steaming piles of offensive bullshit. Why did the chicken cross the road so he could follow that bird and peck its lying fucking eyes out? Now, it's which unanimous. episode was that? Which episode was that? That was the Weird Science Fright Night episode. That was, uh, oh let's, see, let's see what God. episode it was. This yeah. would be good because then we can get our listeners, if you want to go back. What number uh, was it? Let me see. That that was episode 11. 11. Yeah, where we did Weird Science, Fright Night, and Follow That Bird. We went back to August 2nd, 1985. I love that we all and chose you, Follow you That Bird. Peck his lying fucking eyes out. Yeah. Yeah. A, yeah, that is something that he said. That's what it was, yeah. Oh, my God. Yes, the he great He didn't seem to remember who Willard Scott was at one point. We, we the, the, His memory is spot. His memory seemed to be spotty of who his coworkers were in the 80s he, on the Today Show. He seriously, seriously seems to dislike Jane Pauley from some of the things he said, he confides in Brian well, Gumble a great deal. Right, he has like he some sort of Gumbel. nameless assistant who has cleaned him up on several occasions and gotten him ready, <laughs> ready like for Kevin air. Or Brian or somebody. <laughs> and he went on that road trip with Leonard Malton that uh, <laughs> uh, on that the, was, the planes, that was trains, and, and automobiles episode. Yeah, we yeah. he really spoke his truth. Where he said, "I, I, I, I like me. Brian Gumble <laughs> likes me." 
It's been great having Shallot as a part of this podcast, I gotta say. So glad. It's been great having you, Gene. Thank you. Thank you, Gene. Thank you, Gene. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Gene? What are you what are you doing? I just stumbled in off the street. I've had a little holiday cheer, a little too much, I, I, I might say. I've uh, oh, it's cold out there. It's cold out there, but uh, I uh, which which one of yours house am I in? I, <laughs> you're in my you're in my house, Gene. I'm I'm Jason. Ah, hello. All right, so what are we doing Mr. here? Well, we're doing sort of like a, a, a year-end wrap-up of this podcast. Hey, would you be willing? I know you probably you probably got a party to with Al Roker to to catch or something. But can Fuck we? Him. Can we uh, <laughs> no, you and Roker don't get along. Oh, he lost all that weight. He thinks he's he's a big shot. <laughs> I was can like, know your like- market. You don't see me uh, flow being this. <laughs> You got to know what the people come back for. I'm not skinny, emaciated. Well, I know we come back for your reviews. Could we do like maybe a quick, yeah, like, like a, a rapid, rapid fire, fire review? Oh, if terrific. we just throw some movies at you? Absolutely. Well, I won't need to have seen them, will I? No, God, no. I, I don't think that's a that's a prerequisite. No, it's never been before. Fantastic. So. Let it rip. All right. You want you want to start things off, Dan? Yeah, I'll start. I'll start things off. Um, how about um, uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? Ah, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. More like, might he pork them <laughs> an hour later? Which is what I thought as I I wondered to myself. Sure, they look good in these uh, candy-colored suits right now, but after they get sweaty and, and tired and, you know, their hair's not so great when they take the mask off, would he... Might he pork them later? An hour, an hour later? An hour later. Might he pork them an hour later? <laughs> magical. Magical, Gene. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. About, absolutely. Uh, let's do, um, how about uh, 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 Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers? <laughs> oh. Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers? More like bored of these things. I spew flowers. <laughs> When I watch these goddamn barefoot, disgusting, big-eared hobbit people tramping around New Zealand. No, but I did think Lord uh, Lord of the Rings at Two Towers is a good movie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Now, I know Dan, we sort of called Dan the scholar, the film scholar of our podcast. I know he's a big, he's mentioned uh, Akira Kurosawa many times. Yes. What about uh, his Uh, masterpiece? What now? (laughs) Akira Kurosawa, a great Japanese master. Oh, sure. Yeah, sure. one of his most famous movies is uh, is, is Rashomon. Oh yeah. Could you think. give us a review of that one? Rashomon, more like. <laughs> oh gosh, a bomb! Another <laughs> paltry effort from Waikiki Kitikawa <laughs> and wow. his band of merrymakers. <laughs> is that how you say his name? Yeah. Close enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Oh, oh gosh, a bomb. Rashomon. Oh, gosh, a bomb. Yeah, that's good. Write that up. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mr. Shallot. Wow. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, Gene Shallot that, in your home, Jason. I know, it's that to, no, on the left. Okay. All right. I think I got it. Okay. Be careful out there. You should really clean this sidewalk. It's fine. We shoveled. Okay, slip and brush my fucking. 
He's fine. That was fantastic. That was oh, amazing. God, how amazing that he came over. I know. He's not oh, he's so not nice. that sharp. If he he needs a little time. He needs a little more time, I think, to 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 whip up some of these reviews. They were they were a little still, underpaid. Yeah. No, no, I, I no. thought it was amazing. I thought it was amazing. Mikey Porks them an hour later. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> really <laughs> insensitive. Oh man. Oh, it's God, a, it was good. It's a question. I don't know how, what, how do we go on from there? Well, what's, we, it, what, what, what's our oh, next wow. golden Sheila? Next golden Sheila is for you know we we love each other and we get along so so well and that's I, I think Aww. that our, the chemistry that the three of us have and have had for so many years as friends is what makes this podcast so fun to do. I ho- hope it makes it fun to listen to as well. But every so often, I mean, we we often have disagreements about movies. Every so often. <laughs> It, it it starts to get a little, a little tense. Just a little tense. It, 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 we haven't had blowouts, but you know no. this uh, this next golden shield is for the the best argument because sometimes sometimes that's the thing the the frisson of uh, two or more people you know hashing it out uh, that can be that can be fun listening. So mm. what's the best argument we've had on this podcast this year? What do you think, Fredo? I enjoyed uh, last episode's uh, our, our our little tete-a-tete about Endgame. Oh. The, ca- cap- the Captain Marvel argument is my nominee yeah. for best argument. Yeah, of the thirty episodes. Is it? That was a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. What That's was where I had the- I, because I had it. Wow, you are so you don't remember what we spoke about what? last week. <laughs> I'm telling you. No, what was the crux of it? What was the what the was crux the, was? I didn't like an, the Captain Marvel stuff. You had an issue with where Captain Marvel goes in Endgame, and I just and I had enough, and I said enough. I'm not going to defend why I like. I'm not going to explain things to you. I said enough told, is enough. You told There's him to stew in it. In. You told him to <laughs> stew in it at one point. I don't you were like, you're like, well, why don't you stew in that, Dan? Oh, <laughs> were you now? Come on, were you actually mad at me? No, oh, no, okay. no. I don't Not think we. I don't think we've ever been uh, mad at each other. I don't well, think. I can't think I'll, of a time that. Well, oh, go ahead. I'll What's your? Of, I'll think of a, a mini, a mini. All right. It wasn't mad. It wasn't anger. <laughs> but was it was it? a mini. Like it was a little bit of like a. How dare you? It was a little bit of like a. How dare you? What? And it was our discussion about Blade Runner. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was upset about that. You were, you actually genuinely were like, "What the fuck?" Right? Yeah, I was a little. You know what? I, I felt like suddenly I was back in in middle school, and everyone was like <laughs> turning on me and making. I was like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait how come you did listening not to expect no. us to have that opinion?" Right? No, and so much so, you may remember, I thought about it. And I was like, okay. And then that night I was talking with my friend and neighbor, Sean, about it. And he was shocked too. I was like, yeah, they didn't like it. And he was like, what? He's like, do these guys know about film? I'm like, yeah, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I started to rethink it. And then I remember I was, I was grocery shopping the next day. And like, I was in the produce section and I had this epiphany and I'm like, no, 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 I, 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 I gotta, I gotta defend it. I gotta defend it more. I felt like I didn't defend it enough. Oh, wow. And I remember I texted you guys. Mm-hmm. I'm like, guys, I'm going home. I'm going to record my full defense of Blade Runner. <laughs> that it wasn't that I was upset at you guys. I was upset at myself. Oh, like, okay. how could I let it down? Like people are going to listen to this. Saying that. Yeah. You kept saying that, you know, Dan has brought it up enough. 
in the negative column and, oh, you yeah, brought it up and you've defended it. So we know where you stand and, and your arguments are good. And I, as a, a birthday gift to you, I brought you that, uh, that book about Blade yeah, Runner Future Noir. just a few weeks later. I was like, this is, yeah. you know, I know he feels like <laughs> we, we shat all over one of his favorite movies. No. And I'm going to give uh, the, the respect to the film to, to purchase the making of and, uh, and give it such to a you good book. If, if you're a Blade Runner fan out there, highly recommended Future Noir. Best film we saw. I'm going to say seven. That's what I said. Oh. That's my answer as well. Hey, who's so awesome? That's my vote for Goldenest Sheila. If we just say best movie, (laughs) if we just say best movie, then that might be a movie that we already knew was good coming in. You understand? Yeah, but I didn't. I had never seen that. Who gives a shit about you? Oh, well, all right. I change best argument this right now. To right now. What were we going to say? No. Because if I'm going with just best (laughs) if I'm just going with best movie. (laughs) Uh This is unusable. I'm going to say, you know what I'm going to say. Three Men and the Baby because Leonard Nimoy directed it. (laughs) Baby's Day Out because you have a sick fascination with that baby. Um, God damn it, Caddyshack! Because you like, yes, gophers. I'm gonna say Caddyshack. <clears throat> that's okay. But that's like that saying, that's... What color is the sky? Blue. It doesn't make well, it, I agree. You're not getting any new information there. But I think, for the purposes of this, I think, I think you're right when we make the distinction of like a kind of a collective enjoyment of something where we were able, able to all get on Ooh, one the page board? back Apple- to Star Trek. Oh, God, with Star Trek. Listen. Um, that's why I think seven jumped to mind because we all loved it so much. Fine, I'll say seven, but you want to no, know something? No, you don't have to. I understand should, what you're saying. We should have a separate category. Great. Where we say most surprising. I that's that's the next category. After oh, is after it? Oh, okay, after good. after worst after stinkiest Sheila after the worst film we saw we'll do that next and then biggest surprise is our is our uh let me just hey, go through do some list real quick you, you got to do something about the hiccups let me just go through the list real quick and make sure there's not, nothing i liked more than 7 you think 7 is a and i'm asking for real is a better film than rage of the lost ark there de- look if i had to go raiders of the lost ark i will go if you were like what's what's your favorite movie that you've reviewed i'd probably say yeah raiders or caddyshack because those have such you know uh, a deep place in my heart but just in terms of like the best film that we've reviewed seven was the first one that that popped out seven popped into my head yeah i'm gonna put seven up there Mm -hmm. for sure but i mean you know um and again i know what you're saying about surprise not surprise because i have a very different choice for most surprise but we'll get to that but master and fucking commander yeah. yeah. He's really high up there for It's me. really great. Uh-huh. And of course, Raiders and of course, Caddyshack and of course, fucking Star Wars. Those are all like right up there. But uh, yeah, okay. I'll I go with you on seven. I think we've all given like tens to like a, a multiple films. Maybe Fred's given it to fewer than, I know I've given out several tens on this show. John the Dead uh, would be up there got, for We're very well. lucky. We've gotten to see so many good movies. I know. I know. And we've seen some bad Ooh. movies too. Yes. What is the, all right. Now time for the stinkiest Sheila Award, the worst film we collectively have seen on this podcast. And, I, you know, there's some that would have been in contention and they don't quite make the grade for me because not all of us 
disliked them. <laughs> and I, you know, we can talk about those in a minute, but I do have yes. a, a vote for one that I think we can all agree is like pretty just, just the I'm worst filmmaking of of anything we've seen. Disorderlies. Disorderlies is the worst thing that we've seen. I, that's I my mean, maybe the Star Wars holiday special. Yeah, I don't but count even that. that. That's, that's, no, we can't count, really count that. that. And even that, at least there's something fun about it. Disorderlies was... Yeah, you can't even call it filmmaking. Disorderlies looked and felt like a snuff film from the first frame <laughs> to the last. Uh, well, you've convinced me. I was going to put She's the One. Oh, you really hated that one. You really hated that, yes. And I did too. loathed and despised that insulting, insulting (laughs) film. And we, I mean, there have been Mm -hmm. some fucking stinkers. I I really got to put Zapped in there. (laughs) Zapped is a terrible movie. You have to believe it's magic. Lord have Uh, mercy. It's Pat, um, which you guys liked more than I did, I think. Yeah, I liked that more than you did, but that's still pretty bad. No Small Affair was really oh, bad. Oh, that was real bad. Really bad. I think um, Super Mario Brothers, after Disorderlies, for me, it's Super Mario Brothers, which you defended. Talk about surprises, which you defended. <laughs> which you lo- I, st- I just listened to that episode again last week. I was like, <laughs> you could have knocked me over with a goddamn feather. Yeah, you were you were shocked. I'm I could shocked tell that you were like, "Oh God, I made a wrong decision in Ooh. in starting this podcast no. and maybe ah. asking Dan to well, do it." Well, maybe that. Ah. Yes. No, I thought the podcast was a good idea. That episode, I was like, "Oh yeah, we've got a little rhythm going here. It actually is a thing." And then he said that, and I thought, "Oh, it's going to be a lot of this, isn't it? It's going to be a lot of just." Dis- and then I remembered going to see Freddie got fingered with Dan and, and him oh, loving it. So I remembered good. seeing Monkey Bone with him and him so good touting it as one of the finest achievements of the aughts. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. And I, yeah so I mean, Where did he go? I still love talking to Dan about movies. So even though he's going to shiv me with a Super Mario Brothers every so often. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Bob Hoskins is, is gives a winning performance in that movie. I don't uh, care what anybody says. All right. The now the one I'm shocked. I'm shocked, gentlemen, that Disorderlies and some of these others are above a movie you guys hate to the depths of your soul. Baby, stay out. As if it were made by Satan himself, you hate it. Yeah, but just at least that's, you know, I'll give it that. Well, they did great, good CGI with the baby. <laughs> you know, the special effects were good. Yeah, you it, was, it looked that. like they knew what they were doing. That is not a CGI a just, baby. You know, we know these babies personally. First of all, that's true. Well, maybe that's all, true. They're giving great performances. Maybe it's maybe. I mean, I don't like it, but you know, maybe the fact that we talk to them on a regular basis, we've seen them transform into animals. <laughs> Like and much that like was Simon before they met Doctor Malo. Yeah, oh. exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think you know. There's maybe it's the personal, you know, the personal touch now that uh, I still don't like. It. You mention it, and I just everything. My soul goes limp. Oh but, no, it's you know. terrible. It's awful. It's awful. <laughs> but disorderlies. But disorderlies is, just- is like. I mean, it just looks so good. Again, it looks like that movie You're that right. we rented in college. Fat guy goes nutsoid. It looks. <laughs> it's like. Sticky VHS box at the back of the video store. Yes, quality like bad, yeah. bad, goddamn movie. Bad. Um, oh. What was the biggest surprise? What's the most surprising, Sheila? What were you not expecting to either love or hate? You know what surprised me was 
as you would say, I would say Karina Karina. You would say Karina Karina. Ah, thank you. <laughs> that movie, I mean, I you know, did I love it? No, but I was surprised by it. I thought I was going to really hate it. Mm. Uh, and, and also, you know, was another one was The Thing because I... I didn't what? watch it growing up. I never, that was the first oh, time I'd seen the whole movie. All right. So oh. I was surprised at how much I loved it. For awesome. me, it was natural born killers because I oh, yeah. remember disliking it so much when I had initially seen it in the theaters. That was, that was the same episode. Was the same episode. Yep. And I, oh I really loved it. And I, and even like, I think I said in the episode, I think I was like a third or almost halfway through this rewatch. And I thought, mm. I'm not liking this any better than I did back in 1994. And then somewhere it took a turn for me and I was like, yeah, oh, I get what it's doing. Oh, it's brilliant. How about uh, you, Dan? I'm going to give my golden Sheila to Gorillas in the Mist. That yeah, you movie loved that. fucking blew me away. And I did not, I wasn't expecting anything. I watched it early, early. I tend to watch our movies early in the morning because I get up very early. My body clock gets me up 4 35 o'clock or sometimes. Oh, and so God. I'll just go out and just watch one of our movies that we have. And I just sat there and watched that no, thing. I thought, you, I thought you meant you watch our movies, like R rated movies early. <laughs> His I wife always, must be asleep for him to have what? access to the R rated films. <laughs> what? That's exactly right. Once the uh, no, once that movie did what it was going to do, I just started crying, and I just really—I mm. mean, here I am at you know five thirty in the morning or whatever, just openly weeping out in the living room, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I did not expect that movie to do anything to me. I was like, "Oh yeah, movie about apes," you know. But yeah, uh, holy, I agree. Shit. That I, that that was a surprise for me as well. I, I really enjoyed that one too. Beautiful. What would you say is the most, uh, this is kind of a, I don't know if this was on the initial list. What was the most fun to talk about? Golden Sheila for the most fun to just, <laughs> just to play around in the, you know, and just. Oh God. Megaforce was pretty That's damn what I have. Megaforce is yeah. my answer to that. That was a fun one. It's- I have a lot of fun when we talk about the, the, the. The so bad they're good ones, you know what oh, I yeah, mean? Absolutely. Oh yeah, absolutely. Those are really fun, and Megaforce was certainly in that category. For I mean, for no other reason, Bostwick. You gotta love Bostwick in that. He's great. I mean, it's, there's just a lot. There's a lot to love. Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that one was so goddamn fun. Commando was really fun to talk about. Super, oh yeah, super fun. yeah, that, that was, was blast. Fun to talk about. Caddyshack, of course. Yeah, yes, and I the mean, great uh, Peter Burkrat. That was oh, so much yeah. fun. God, what a highlight! We can't leave that out. Peter Burkrat. We give you a golden Sheila, Peter Burkrat. That's right. You are fucking amazing. It's so great to have you on. Yes. The podcast. What was our okay? Uh, golden Sheila for favorite childhood story. We start the if you if you're new to this podcast, forget it. You're lost and you've stopped <laughs> listening. Um, but. <laughs> For those for those uh, regular listeners, we we always start off uh, each episode by uh, uh, we 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 announce what weekend we're going back to, and then we talk a little bit about where we were personally. Uh, and very often, because so many of these movies are from the the nineteen eighties, we were kids and teenagers at that time. So yeah, we we wind up uh, delving deep into the childhood memories. What's our what's our favorite? What's our favorite childhood story? Should we say each of ours about the other people? Because I love Fred's story about the condom costume, his mom making the condom costume that says, <laughs> wrap that rascal. Wrap that rascal. And I love Jason's story about dating the senior. 
about wanting to wanting well, to go about, on the date uh, with her. thinking that I and kind of con- convincing a couple kids that I was kind of sort of going out with her. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good one. That's a good one. I'd say, oh, but I also like no. I take it back. The st- <laughs> the fiddler, the fiddler opening night. That's <laughs> that's my favorite. I love it. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Oh God! And you just be like, hey, hey, can I can I borrow your car? Oh, <laughs> In the backseat of Laser Wolf's Chevy Monza or whatever the fuck it was. It was a, it was a Hyundai. Jesus. I don't know. It was a yellow Hyundai. <laughs> I don't know what the. But I see you in full costume and makeup. Yeah, we still. Well, still. I was going to say, you know, no, yeah. It was a slice I, of no, pizza was, in one hand was, and a babe in the other. <laughs> one of my favorite moments, it's not it's not necessarily a childhood memory, but sure. it brought me, it, it filled my, 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 it warmed my cockles and my heart and my cockly heart. Jesus. When, Dan, when you reminded me, when we were talking, some, we, I can't, I don't know what we were talking about, but we talked about Reservoir Dogs. It must have been a movie that, it, it must have been an episode where we were in the 90s. Right. And we were talking about watching Reservoir Dogs at your house, and you reminded me of working out to the Gilad videos with Smidgen humping my leg. Watch what the fist is doing. I maybe my favorites uh, have to do with uh, <laughs> with the fact that I can relate. Dan's Thanksgiving pants story is uh, is a classic <laughs> for the ages. I never had Thanksgiving pants. I mean, I have them now at this advanced age. Oh, Everything's Thanksgiving pants during COVID and the holidays. Forget it. I could show you. They're like these loose fleece. Uh, so anyway, but so yeah, Thanksgiving pants. Cause you know, yeah. Getting the corn down there. I, I, again, I hadn't had, hadn't had the specific experience, but certainly I felt your pain. I felt your pain. Thank and for you. Fred, it was, uh, his, his sick, twisted, the web of lies that he spun. <laughs> Around yes. episode four with uh, yes. Clash of the Titans, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and History of the World Part One. Like, you know, saying that he had seen Raiders when he hadn't, and then to prove that he had seen it, citing a scene from another movie he had not seen, <laughs> but had only seen a clip of, a clip of Cloris Leachman popping her breasts with knitting needles, and that he said that that occurred in Steven Spielberg's Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> and apparently, to, to this day, he thinks some of his friends believed that that was, that, that, that wow. he had actually seen that uh, unfold on a movie screen. They did I just believe it. Why wouldn't they? I think they did. He was yeah. the movie guy. The movie guy. There's no, I don't care if you're 10 years old, nine <laughs> years old, four years old. Like, what happens in that Steven Spielberg Nazi bashing adventure? Well... <laughs> the young female lead bursts her breasts like little balloons with a couple of needles. This, Why? Needle. I'm four years old. Why does that happen? I know enough about planet Earth to know that wouldn't happen. So you're lying. Oh, little boy, you know nothing of lies. Yes, I do. They're coming out of your face hole, Fred Berman. <laughs> Fred's friends at I, that age were not very smart. Now, oddly enough, our uh, our good pal Damon wrote in that his favorite his favorite childhood memory was from that episode as well because I spoke about how Mel Brooks saved my life. Oh, that is a great that's memory. A good one. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's a good one. That's a episode was that episode four? Yes, that was episode four. Yeah, episode four. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That wow. is a good one. Yeah, you've had many brushes with actual fame. You've 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 been saved by Mel Brooks. You've yeah. embarrassed yourself in front of Ed Harris. 
you've Valerie upset Perrine. Valerie Perrine. You've just kind of, <laughs> you've done it all. You've done yeah. it all. How did you manage to not piss off Mel Brooks and Anne Bancroft? Because <laughs> I was, well, I did piss them off. They were going for a nice oh, swim and I go. started to drown. <laughs> so I messed Christ. up their day. Jesus Christ. Can you please oh, have boy. an encounter with a celebrity that goes well? What was our fine? We've had a lot of phone calls. Dan started Good taking God. phone calls the first episode and uh, <laughs> Eustace be a warden or Eustace be something uh, before we knew his name, before we knew what he did for a living. He called in wondering why the Star Wars Star episode fan. didn't have more Spock in it, more bones and <laughs> Spock, I believe. It was very quick. It was very brief. But from that moment on, we've had a, a, a you know, a, a wild a wild bunch of phones. I have to We've say, had for a me, time phone as well. Where yeah, some call from contraption or the future. It's crazy for me. Eustace is. I always love hearing from Eustace. Mm. Always love hearing from Eustace. That's nice. Jacob, Joseph, and Adam was pretty fantastic. The first that time they one. called in. The first time that is what I, that is my favorite. The first yeah, time we met Adam one. and Jacob Joseph. Absolutely. That was wonderful. That was what was, what was that? the Baby's Day Out episode, right? Simpatico. Yeah, it must be episode seven. Must have been the Baby's Day Out. Well, episode. that was my number nice. one. But you know, you know who might have been my favorite actually, the Sayer of the Flaws. <laughs> wow. I really enjoyed the Sayer of the Flaws. The Sayer of the Flaws. That might have been the most surprising phone call. I didn't expect to enjoy hearing from him so much. I, I was really surprised that he that we flaws. brought him back again. <laughs> That was yeah. my surprise. <laughs> I enjoy when he calls in. I never, you never know when he might call in. I will give my golden Sheila to when Nicholson called in to defend mm. Jack, mm. the great the legendary great Jack, Jack Nicholson yeah. called in to defend his friend, Ricky Moranis. <laughs> Ricky Moranis. That's right. Dickie Moranis. That's right. <laughs> We called in, I believe, because on the Batman we had episode, the Batman Honey, I Shrunk. To, yes. Yeah, we had not been kind to Honey, I Shrunk. No, so that was right. He called. Yeah. I, yes. I, yeah. You know, he's he's my idol, Jack Nicholson. So that was pretty exciting. That was, that was me. You missed Absolutely. most of that phone call. I think you had to run to the restroom, Jason. But I did. But, one of uh, my favorite moments was, I think may, this may be my favorite moment on the podcast, is when <laughs> Nicholson described... Um, um, Rick Moran is hanging off of the contraption <laughs> in the backyard and saying, that's not acting. <laughs> that, I think, that may be my favorite moment of my life. <laughs> that's not acting. It ain't acting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I believe that's my impression of him calling that's in. That's your impression of um, the actual mm, I do. I do a decent one. But uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I think Nick Nolte calling on the time phone. <laughs> We've had some great time phone calls. Schwarzenegger calling in. He called in. What an intellectual he was. You know, I mean, my favorite, I think, Who is knew? when we first met Adam and Jacob Joseph, they were such finely dry. It was so interesting to meet them as grown men. And I and then that they've had such a... <laughs> They've played such a part uh, ever since uh, in in the day to day of the podcast. It's been really interesting. Adam's called a few times. Jacob Joseph, not as much. Adam's got more of a chip on his shoulder. I feel like he wants Jacob to be his Jacob Jacob Joseph. He's more at peace with himself. He doesn't need yeah, to yeah, call yeah. into. He's podcasts. content to just. He's content to just you know live his life and go on and just listen and be a loyal listener and subscriber. Right. 
right. who would we say uh, the the next golden shield is for favorite member of the arthropod squad <laughs> who is our favorite member of the squad which is our I want to say cast of recurring characters, but that that's, does a disservice to the fact that they're all living, breathing people who are having, you know, adventures in the world and call in or write in on a regular basis. They're not just figments of our imagination, but they, they feel like because they keep calling in, it's, you know, it's the way Howard Stern has, you know, he's got these, you would say, cast of characters, but they're just people who are, you know, part of his, right. his, his pack, whack, his, his whack, whack pack. pack. Yeah. Yes, yeah. we've got the arthropod squad. we got the pod squad oh, versus the whack pack. I think my golden shield will go to someone who's not necessarily living or breathing because his face is melted, and that's Tote. <laughs> I, 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 I always love hearing from Tote. There's something sad about him. Yes. You know, he sort of gets, he gets lost in the shuffle. Well, no. who knew that it took me, uh, I I feel like we were at like episode 10 or 15 before I realized, oh, this is tote post face melt. Yeah. Yeah. It's tote as living, we leave him. his life that way. Yeah. <laughs> as we leave, he survives Raiders of the Lost Ark and goes on through his life with a melted <laughs> off face. So he gets my golden shield. Okay. People say, what happened to your hand? And he said, oh, that's nothing. Look at this. And he <laughs> removes the veil. And they're like, Jesus, how are you talking? How do you see me right now? You said we that smells delicious a minute ago. Where's your nose, sir? Good, sir. Um, yeah, Toad is great. It is amazing Toad he's is had such staying power. I always Toad think that. Goat. <laughs> I think my um, favorite is Jack. My favorite is Jack yeah. Nicholson. That he that he's yeah. just a member of uh, this ramshackle and Pacino too. It's like right. It's like uh, both of those guys. Legends, like these two Oscar legends. Wins, legends yeah. are just kind of roaming the country <laughs> with 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 wardens and and fictional characters and. And grown Murder men and diapers and bees. And <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, big props to Jack Nicholson. Yeah, I think he's up there. You know, we did have that moment where Jack, where um, the other legendary member of the Arthropod Squad, Al Pacino, and this is a this bleeds over into favorite phone call for me mm. um, uh, a little bit because maybe it's my second favorite phone call is when young Al Pacino called in. And old Al Pacino, right. modern day Al Pacino, got to talk to his younger self, and uh, that that and he handled that very well uh, with a plum. <laughs> so I feel like the, the, they had a little testy with each other. I think at some point they did about like who had the better career, but um, who made the better choices? <laughs> what, what, who? Why did? Why was? Why did he ruin? Well, young Al Pacino was wondering why old Al Pacino ruined his voice. <laughs> That's right. What did you the do? Drinking to my voice? And the cigarettes. Yeah, he put yeah. him to the he he put him to the test. But um, I'm going to say I like Pacino uh, as my favorite member of the Arthropod Squad. Yeah, they're both he's a fun they're one. living legends. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what's our favorite overall episode? What's the Golden Sheila oh. for ultimate episode? I'll tell you the one that I always go back to, and my maybe my favorite is episode seven with Baby's Day Out. <laughs> That's because it's to me. I don't even remember the other movies that we talked about. It was Baby's Day it's Out, the Shadow, the Shadow, and Blown, and Blown Away. Away. Yeah. Oh. It was three really terrible movies, <laughs> but there was something two, about two. that. Ep- <laughs> 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 that was the one I feel like where 
the podcast became what it was. <laughs> and we sort of loosened up a bit. Yeah. And there was... I, I, there was something. There was something explosive about it. I just enjoyed that one. Our, I think, our reactions to Dan's love of that movie, where we just saw like, no, no, you know, we we gave it to you on Super Mario Brothers. Right. We're 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 gonna yeah. we're, we're gonna push back here. Yeah, that one to me, oh, it was is always the most fun. Now, the baby's not smart. He's a fucking baby, Dan. He can't. He shits his. He's a baby. He's a baby. The baby is <laughs> smart. The things you have to accept. A. That the baby is intelligent. Don't they, they should have shown the, the baby three. taking a test at the beginning. If they wanted me to think it's a super baby, they should have been like, oh my God, look at his cognitive skills. Mm, we should put him in a cage. Listen, this baby, I am telling you. I am telling you. You sound like a Tribeca mom right now. This baby is, br- I'm telling just, you, this baby is brilliant. But that's what We're, they're doing with this movie. Now, in terms of like the best episode, maybe Caddyshack, episode 10. Yeah. That's pretty great, great episode. Yeah, I would classic. put um, at the top of my list episode twenty-two, super scary Halloween episode. That's my favorite. That's that is um, uh, th- that is an episode where we did our lists of the scary movies, and man, we had some great lists. And I was so pleased and happy and and thrilled and surprised in a great way with your lists, you guys. And I thought that episode was just so well put together, and I had such fun. Yeah, I like our countdown lists a lot. I do like the the Halloween episode, the superhero episode, the school back to school episode was really fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. I but I agree with I agree with Fred. My first instinct was Baby's Day Out was the Baby's Day Out episode. <laughs> that's like that's where the podcast kind of shifted into more of what it is today. So that Moved yeah. In, so yeah. so the Baby's Day Out one, and then and then uh, the the weird science episode for me is uh, a a close one. second because I because that's I, a great one. I just hated that movie so much. And I think that was such a surprise to you. I felt like I was the Dan. I was the, I was the monkey Dan thrown into the works and uh, it was, you're disgusted by that. I really was. And I think it was so fun to talk about it. You know, something about episode 11 uh, tickled me, but I think if I, but if I had, if I gun to my head, it's baby's day out is the first three words that come to mind. And that's all because of you damn it. Because I never would have remembered that we reviewed baby's day out. If it didn't have such an ardent supporter. Yeah. <sighs> Episode seven. Go back Go and back, listen take to a it. Listen. It's a fun one. Uh, and then our final golden Sheila, and we've saved it for last because it, it uh, you know, it, it, it represents the end of each episode of our podcast. Best feat of manualism. And it says feet of manualism, but this is something he does with his hands. Ladies and gentlemen, what, what, is, our, what is our favorite of Dan's hand fart extravaganzas? Oh, that's hard. It's hard for you to vote this on this, tough Dan, one. right? It's hard. I don't, I don't know tough if you vote. You go ahead. I mean, I, 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 so my first thing that I wrote, Super, Superman was sort of unbelievable. It really was. Superman was that that was that was a feat of of daring do. <laughs> and I love them all and sometimes the simplest ones are the best, but I think the one that that might get my golden Sheila is going to be again. This is this is just a good episode all around. Episode 10, Caddyshack, I'm all right. Oh, oh yeah. Good. It's yeah, probably the one that you, that think, he loved doing the most. It's probably the one yeah. that had the tenderest squeeze. <laughs> And I, and, and I liked it because you had the, the little glissandos. You had the... 
Oh, yeah, that's that, very good. That's, that's what put it over the edge for me. It went up. I'm all, always amazed when he when he gets something like with real pace under it. Like I'm I'm kind of amazed. Like staccato. No, I, I, for me, I wrote. I had. Uh, I had. I I really liked when he did. Dude looks like a lady for the it's Pat episode. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. I don't know why. Like, I just remember that. I remember really that. enjoying that. Um, oh. But I think it was the Halloween theme was very impressive. The John Carpenter Halloween oh, yeah. theme was very impressive to me. Yeah. The key the change on that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. good dan so good oh, yeah good. yeah so uh yeah but all good yeah superman's a classic there's been several times i've applauded as you're doing it so i was just listening to the superman one again earlier today i was like wow that's fucking impressive and that's probably the longest one you know that's the one where you like really you really took flight there you really took <laughs> thank you and and even though i forgot to do the main Superman theme. Do you want to do it right and now? Because you had said, yeah, yeah you, you texted me right afterwards and you said you went from kind of like the, the uh, overture. Yeah. I went right from into ba, the love ba, theme. Ba, ba, yeah. ba, ba, into ba, right. ba, 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 yeah. But I forgot yeah. to do. No, you did. Ba, 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 ba. He did that, but he didn't ba, do. But I, I know what you're do. talking about. I didn't do. Go. section of that whole piece that of music good. and the, and that's the best maybe it's the best thing john williams has ever created okay. and it's the best thing oh, you've yeah. ever done that's it since you, superman wins since you, what you just did now those are the golden sheila awards that was that well, was our that was our, done, our 2020 golden sheila so listen and subscribe yeah. and tell your friends tell your friends tell everyone you know here's what you do folks you get on the itunes you put the five stars then you write a nice review and if you nice haven't done that review. then you tell all your friends and every acquaintance that you've ever known in your life to subscribe <laughs> and then we get rich and famous and forget about you <laughs> That's the plan, people. Make it happen. You guys, hang on a second. The phone is ringing. Oh, hallelujah. It's the regular phone. Oh, okay. Ring. Good. Great. Hello, you are on the opening weekend podcast. Welcome to the show. This is episode 30. We're so glad episode that you're 30. here joining our us. Our holiday celebration. Thank you for joining our holiday celebration. You would, uh, oh, oh, my God. You guys. Yeah, it's our friends from down in San Antonio, the Arthropod Squad. Hello, <gasps> who is this? Oh How you boy doing? It's Eustace. We're all here. We congratulations on your thirtieth episode, boy. We are so pleased that you got this fucking way. I'll tell you, none of us thought you would. I didn't, you think, <laughs> didn't think you had it in you. Uh, listen, did uh, yeah, well, I'm going to put Jack on. Jack, get on there. Get on there. Uh, hello there, boys. How you doing? I didn't want to use this. I don't want to just hit the speaker or something. All right. I've well, got to anyway. go pull my pants up. Oh, Christ on a crutch. <laughs> He's, uh, 
I don't know. I, he hit 77, and now things <laughs> aren't working so great upstairs. And sometimes he forgets his name. He you tell know. him, Johnny. He used that's right. You've got it, pal. He forgets he worked in a prison. He doesn't know. His memory is n- n- nefarious. Exactly. Oh, here. Hello, Mr. Toad. Hello, Mr. Nicholson. I, I, I normally listen to wait, wait, don't tell me. But I it's true, have enjoyed your podcast as well. <laughs> oh, God. Ah. He's, so, he's so melty. Oh, oh, Mr. His Nicholson face is all over my shoe. Ah. Don't, don't, don't. What are we going to do with you? This guy, we should, I told him, I told Jacob Joseph, I said, look, all you're doing is you're filling that diaper with belly, get your head out of the fridge, get a bucket for Mr. Toad. I tell him, go around, carry it under his face, and just to make yourself useful, for fuck's sake. That's what I say. Make yourself useful, Jacob. Hey, that's not fair. My stories are on. Sometimes my stories are on. Sometimes you're a good brother, but sometimes you're you're, you're not so good. Sometimes you are a brother, and sometimes you're an article. I still love you. Aww. You guys have worked it out so well. I love you too. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hug you now. So don't rear back and kick. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hug try. you. Oh, ow, ow, ow. Every goddamn time. And now you made me cuss. <laughs> you bad. Now you're a bad boy. Bad boy. Break it up. Break it up, kids. For Christ's sake. Sorry. Have you guys heard from Sheila? Sheila, who now? Okay, I, this is. I want to get Doctor Malo on the phone because he got his, He's got to take some ta- responsibility for this. Sheila, who now is what Jack Nicholson just said? <laughs> I know you're obsessed with Miss Houston, the great Miss Houston, but we have to talk about what's happening with. I Sheila. always, Can I you- always say, Miss Houston, we have a problem, and then <laughs> she wants to, and she wants to go into. She wants to go through the whole litany of abuses. And then I say, well, look, I just, I really just wanted a quickie. And then, you know, it kind of devolves from there. But uh, how dare you seek my girlfriend? What the what? <laughs> hey, Seuss Marimba, your girlfriend. You're barely humanoid, pal. There's no way. No way, Angelica. Geppetto, Geppetto, can you break this up? I don't want to fight. Geppetto, can you rear your man back? I, I, I have tried on many occasions. I, I, Mr. Jack. Mr. Jack. Well, oh, what? Louis, a pepperoncini plate. <laughs> I can't eat that shit anymore. But you like the smell. I will bring it closer. You come here. You come. Mr. Jack, you come to the pepperoncini plate. All right. Well, I'll deal with you in a minute, Ard Wolf. What do we got here? Is it just the pepperoncini or do we got got some cheese in the back? Oh, he's got cheese round back. (laughs) (laughs) Take a shower, Geppetto. Uh, I did somebody. I was a... I was just cleaning up. Uh, oh, thank God. Uh, one Dr. of my Malo. most recent experiments. Oh, hello, no, boy. <laughs> Listen to me. Uh, do you? 
Can you please, for God's sake, doctor, take some responsibility for what you've done? You've created these atrocities. And now Sheila is up in the Pacific Northwest. She's hibernating in a nest. We're very worried about her because I don't know if you've been keeping up with current events, but they're sucking the queens out of the trees. They're sucking the queens up there. And Jacob Joseph, you hear that one? It's a lucky day. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just, what? I'm just kidding. Go finish. That's mm, that's Jack's pepper on Sandy. You're gonna get in trouble. Listen, my, my responsibility. That's a big word for. I'm just it's just I'm just try try things out. You just want to see what kind of, how much what whatever spaghetti you don't finish. You like to see when it sticks on the walls. Yeah, you know, let's see. Sheila, now Sheila who? Sheila who now? Now, wait a minute. You can't tell me you don't remember. You transformed our biggest fan, our super fan, Sheila, into a half murder hornet. Oh. She has now gone up to a very dangerous part of the country where they are sucking these murder hornets and their nests out of the trees. Are you going to, no. are you and the arthropod squad going to go up there and help her? I, I mean, I have no, you know, you know, nature, nature thinks it's cause. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna miss the what does she call herself, Buzz, Busby, Burkney? Bur- Bur- what uh, is she? Buzzy, I believe. Oh, Ruth, 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 Ruth Buzzy. Buzzy. Oh, that's right. Ruth it was, was something Buzzy. cute. It was something cute. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I don't. I mean, you made she money gets, off of her taking her on the road with oh, Dr. Merlot's Festival of um, Anomaly Oddities. Oddities. It was a festival of oddities. The Foot Meat Festival. Exactly. Well, exactly. You know, and now here we are. We're down one less, uh, one less oddity. So uh, you know, you'd have to. Yeah, you have to understand. I have some uh, some personal issues with her there. I mean, I guess I could go. We could go fetch her, and you know, we could try to suck her before they suck her, and you know, <laughs> get her back into the fold, so to speak. <laughs> Not your fold, Jacob. No, we can't do that. But yeah, you know, wait, wait, wait. Who's that? Who is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's somehow somehow Lumpy is here. <laughs> lumpy, 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 Lumpy. We told you, you f- he'll be here when he can. It's a life life day is two weeks away. Somebody talking. Hairball. Ebba, listen up. Your father's not coming back. He's found something sweet in the cantinas up there around the Rectar 7. I don't know. I don't know. Is that a city? Look, you got to learn to be a man. You and Jacob Joseph, you got the same problem. You got daddy issues. You got to work that out. I'm sorry, gentlemen. The time phone is ringing. I will have to pick this up. It is ringing off the hook. Excuse me. Yes, you're on the opening weekend podcast. This is the time phone. Oh, thank God. Mr. Nolte, do you have anything to add to this to this uh, hellacious conversation that's going in all different directions? Mr. Nolte, are you there? And is Roscoe with you? Yeah, damn, you know Roscoe's with me. Roscoe's right here. You got right, I've got him in a headlock. And, that's where I've been, and I had him in a headlock for so long now that I think 
Might be dead, but I don't want to look too far into it. If I drop him and he hits the pavement, then I'll know, and then there could be charges. But So I'm just going to drag him around like a weekend at goddamn Bernie situation and see how that goes. Exit! Oh God! Oh God! Lumpy is mistaking Nick Nolte for Itchy's grandfather. Mistaking? Is that my grandson there? Boy, get closer to the phone. Lumpy, you've been eating your vegetables. I found it. You and I, we used to have the best conversations, and then I got the power of speech, and it all went to shit. Mr. Pacino and Mr. Nicholson, have you ever met um, 80s Nick Nolte before? I know you never worked together at that time. Absolutely. I've seen him at the um, I've seen him at the uh, Vanity Fair party after the Oscars a couple times. He was he yeah, he did seem he seemed itchy, but not uh, not in the way <laughs> you might have imagined. But how you doing there, Nicholas? I'm talking to my goddamn grandson. <laughs> you stay away, Jack. <laughs> Every woman I ever loved, you had your paws on. Well, you're the one with paws, I'd say. As in half the people here are hybrids of some fucking sort. I don't know what's happening. Who knew Al and I would be the most normal fucks in the room? I know. I know. It's hard to believe. It's hard to believe. Look. Arthropod Squad, 80s Nick Nolte, uh, Roscoe, if you're listening, Geppetto, and especially Dr. Merlot, please, and Tote, if you're still able to listen with no ears, if you can get up to the Pacific Northwest and save Sheila, warn her, keep somehow keep her from danger, because if for no other reason, we need listeners. Jacob, Joseph, and Adam, if you're still listening, if you're still on the call. I got my bucket. I got it. I got it. Did I catch it? Sheila is in danger. She's outside of 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 Sheila. Who now? Yeah. <laughs> I will rescue. I will. Re- I will. I'll save her. Uh, yeah, okay, he's, he's, he's he's speaking some sense. Adam's right. We gotta we gotta get the crew over there. We gotta oh, figure out. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll do it. Don't you worry, kid. You you finish up your your thirtieth um, birthday party or whatever you're doing <laughs> over there on the uh, on the uh, the the uh, open open my uh, open my week my week end end your weekend. <laughs> yes, that's, yeah. what, that's what Jacob Joseph's <laughs> been doing. Thank you. Oh, oh God. Wow. I can't hold it sometimes. <laughs> oh, God. Well, get up there and please call us or write us from the road right, as we'll you get it. up there. We'll and get up there quick, would you please? You're the arthropod squad. Save someone. Eustace, get, uh, get on and talk to this kid and say goodnight or something for us. Well, I just want to wish y'all happy holidays and Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, and have a, have a great have a great uh, end of the year and a Merry New Year to all of you. We'll get up there. We'll take care of Sheila right quick. We'll call you from the road. Boys, we'll call Say goodbye, everybody. Say goodbye. Okay. <laughs> you later. Come on. Get on. Go. <laughs> Thank you, Arthur Prod Squad. And goodbye, and goodbye wow. Mr. Nolte and Roscoe. Good night. Uh, oh, wait. Uh, go on, Roscoe. Say something. I'm alive still. Nothing <laughs> to see here. 
Yeah, Roscoe's fine. Oh, that was, what a joyous way to end our 30th episode. And really 2020. Really? Really? To hear from all the entire Arthropod squad. Most tragic and some event. extra guests. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew Itchy was going to show up? I mean, Lumpy. That was really exciting. <laughs> and then Nick Nolte was Itchy somehow. It's, it's just a lot happening. There was a lot of information that was that was given there. Um, what did Roscoe say right at the end? Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. I think he's dead. I think I think Nick Nolte <laughs> killed Roscoe and he's manipulating him like a puppet now to save face, to try to stay, you know, to avoid the long, long arm of the Bernie's. Oh my god. Oh but my that's god. now wait a second. I can never tell. Is that future or past Nick Nolte? It may if be that's, if he's from Nick the eighties, then Roscoe's been long dead. Yeah, it might be infant Nick Nolte from when he was like a two-year-old, or he may be seventy-five-year-old, you know, future Nick Nolte. Who knows? How old is Nick Nolte now? We're sort of in the quantum realm now. <laughs> time doesn't matter. Exactly. Exactly. Like, time doesn't matter with thing. Nolte. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Boy, wow, we, that was a joy. That was a joy. That was exciting. So nice to hear from all of them. I know it's rare. Let's leave with this. We love all our fans. Thank you so much for listening, all of you, for subscribing, for for continuing to um, listen and hopefully enjoy the podcast. Yeah, we we, we love you all, and um, it's been a real thrill doing this for you week after week. It's been yes, fun. thank it's you, been to a everyone. Joy. Yes, it has been like the highlight of 2020 for us. I think mm. I can safely say, Happy holidays to everyone. Be safe. Uh, we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you probably just before the new year. I think our our last episode of 2020 will technically release just a couple days before New Year's. Um, we are <laughs> going way back to the year of Dan's birth. Dan is just barely the youngest of the three of us. Uh, he was born in 1973 when, you know, Fred and I were, were, were toddlers. Uh, and Christmas of 1973 saw a trio of pretty, you know, pretty classic films open. And, uh, and we're going to go way, way back to review The Sting, The Exorcist, and the Dirty Harry film Magnum Force, starring Clint Eastwood. Those three movies released at the end of 1973, and we're going all the way back to talk about them on the next episode of Opening Weekend. All right, boys. Happy holidays. Dan, I believe we had a special request since we didn't do, you know, technically didn't do a film this week, but we had a request right. for, uh, for you to take, uh, take us out with to celebrate the first 30 episodes of opening weekend. And, that and who be, made that request? I think it was Damon. Again. Was it Damon? Damon. We <laughs> love you. Damon, Damon. requested <laughs> the opening weekend theme. Is that it? That's close that enough. That has met all those things happen. <laughs> In the themed opening weekend. <laughs> Yay! Bravo! Well done. Well done. Oh. Happy holidays, everybody. The opening weekend podcast is produced by Jason O'Connell, Fred Berman, and Dan Matisa, with editing by Jason O'Connell and sound mixing by Fred Berman. Additional help and technical support provided by Ethan Duff. Thank you for listening. Oh.